Welcome, fellow lighting nerds and friends, to another episode of The Light Files, the lighting industry's podcast. My name is Lisa Bartlett. Thank you for joining me yet again. Um, as I record this episode, it is um, episode number 50 for The Light Files, um, which is just amazing. That means I am two weeks shy of a year of podcasting, which I don't know that I envisioned that as being possible when I started out on this little journey, um, but I really love it, and I uh, hope that you love it too, and I appreciate um, all of the support and, and positive feedback I get. I appreciate all of you who subscribe to the podcast, patreon.com slash lightfiles. Um, that, that really... Um, means a lot to me personally and helps keep me motivated to do bigger and better and to keep thinking about new ideas for the podcast and new topics to discuss um, all with this mission that I have in mind in in life that I'm going to talk about today. But uh, I wanted to start the podcast uh, with two things. Uh, number one, I was planning on having an interview from the Las Vegas market for this episode, but for a variety of reasons that didn't happen, I still did get to have some great conversations, and those will turn into future episodes of the podcast um, ju just with some inspirational um, conversations and, and thoughts that I'm going to um, flesh out and turn into a podcast episode coming up. So um, not an interview direct from Las Vegas, but um, still lots of great ideas and things for us to discuss in this space. And then the second thing, I and follow up to last week's episode on data standards, there was one piece of data I was flagged as having missed in my conversation on dimensions, and it was specific for exterior fixtures, the dimensions of the backplate. That is actually very important <laughs> for depending on the type of materials being made um, that the, sorry, that the home is being constructed of um, or for um, uh, like remodels. Um, oftentimes there's weird situations um, with where the exterior lanterns are located and the size of backplate that can fit, fit there. So in the discussion of dimensions, that's another critical one, especially all backplate dimensions are important. Um, all canopy dimensions are important, but especially so um, in exterior fixtures. So I wanted to make sure to call that out. So I wanted to talk on today's episode a little bit about how I personally, Lisa Bartlett, formerly known as Dixon, got to be in this place where I'm recording a year's worth of podcasts and doing all these other things that I do um, to try to support and further the lighting industry. And um, yeah, sometimes I've had some conversations recently or things have been brought to my attention um, sort of with the like who do you think you are tone? And <laughs> I know that's meant with um, all due respect and um, consideration, but, um, and it's not a bad question. Like who the heck do I think I am? Uh, I'm certainly not uh, the longest standing member of the lighting community. I've only been this business. I think this is going on my uh, 14th year now. 
Um, so it's not like I've got, you know, 20, 30, 40 years in. Um, so who do I think I am to do this podcast and to have founded a nonprofit um, that is directed at the success and strength of the independent lighting showroom? Um, the quick answer to that is no one. I don't think I'm anyone. I um, do just personally have a strong belief and background um, in the importance of see a need, fill a need. Um, <laughs> uh, one of my son's favorite movies when he was much younger was the movie uh, Robots. And this certainly isn't a new concept at all, but like the whole uh, mission statement of that movie was, you know, find a need, fill a need. And that's how you move forward in life. And um, that is definitely a philosophy that I I believe in. So I went to college uh, and got an education. <laughs> uh, my degree is in political science. I know I've mentioned that before. And I moved to Washington, D.C., and I was very idealistic. I um, just really felt like if you wanted to change the world, you could. And a part of that is the time frame I grew up in in the 90s. Um, there certainly were no uh, limitations placed on what uh, women could do in the world or what any individual could do. It definitely grew up in a in a in a time where you know the sky was the limit and um, the only limits were ones you know kind of imposed by society, uh, you know glass ceiling and all that. And um, but uh, with hard work and dedication, you could you could break through the glass ceiling and you could uh, have an impact. So um, I have always, um, in my core, that's always really resonated with me. Um, goes, you know, hand in hand with my like absolute devotion and love for the United States of America and our democracy and our system of government. I'm very idealistic. And I just envision this like perfect reality and anything that I can do to to move my business, my family, my uh, my community towards that vision of, uh, you know, quote unquote perfection that lives only in my mind. Um, I want to do it um, because I believe in the greater good. I believe an individual can have an impact on the greater good. And I believe that 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 dedicating myself to something is worthwhile. And it just so happens the thing that I happen to become dedicated to very randomly <laughs> is the lighting industry. It certainly wasn't anything I dreamed would ever happen in my life. Before I started working in a lighting showroom, I gave no thoughts to electricity, to light fixtures, to switches, to fans. Zero thoughts. Absolutely none. No thought given. <laughs> sort of like a lot of our customers <laughs> that shop here. <laughs> they, they just don't give a thought to it um, because why? Uh, a lot of us just don't realize the importance of lighting in our lives. And, you know, I, I do now. And I want to share that message not only with the public at large uh, in order to bolster my own business and to get shoppers in the store, um, but I also – it has given me this commitment to the industry to see it not go away because what we do is actually very important and really affects people's lives every single day. And, um, we, you know, I t was talking – even this is one of my – 
favorite lines. So I've probably used it on the podcast before, but was just talking in uh, Las Vegas with a manufacturer member of the Lighting Showroom Association. And we were talking about some, maybe some future projects. And we <laughs> were talking about how, um, you know, people will spend five, 10, 15, $20,000, you know, depending on the size of the home on like a custom range or oven or, you know, something in their kitchen. And then they'll, you know, spend a hundred bucks on the kitchen pendants over the island <laughs> off of Wayfair or something. And there's just such a disconnect in, um, in the value of lighting in one's life, um, what are you actually going to use in your kitchen every single day? It's going to be the lights. And like that should have way more value and importance in someone's uh, buying decisions in a home than something that you're going to use. I mean, depending if you're a chef, you'll use it every day or, you know, strong home cook, but maybe, maybe you prefer to do takeout and you just want the gas fancy range for the status of it. Um, but the lighting is really an investment that's going to pay off every single day in your home. Um, I know I'm preaching to the choir of listeners of this podcast, but, um, it just resonates with me so much, the importance of that and just having lived with bad lighting in my life and now having generally good lighting in my life, um, uh, lighting that's custom to the way I like to live, um, which isn't necessarily like textbook perfect lighting, but it uh, makes me happy. And the real value that that brings to one's life, I want to share that message with everyone. And I want to encourage our industry to come together to find ways to push that message out to the public. We're so siloed in the lighting industry. Um, and this goes back to the why I'm here and the who do I think I am answer. I don't think I'm anybody, but I do see an industry that is very has the potential to be very powerful, very strong. We're doing something that is in service to the greater good for everyone. We use lights every day. When I flew on the airplane to Las Vegas, it was um, we left very early in the morning, and the only thing I could look out of the airplane window and see was light. And that's what I do for a living. And that really just sparked this joy in me that I'm looking out an airplane window into nothingness, you know, 30,000 feet above the ground. And okay, maybe it wasn't 30,000 feet that I saw the lights, but you know what I'm saying? Very high above the ground. And all you can see of the world are lights. And that's what I do. I help put those things there so that humans can live their lives in this magical way. And I just, I really buy into it. And that just is everything that motivates me. I always wanted to do something with my life to have an impact on the world. And again, remember that talking about me being idealistic. And I know that's maybe sounds a bit arrogant to say, but I just always knew I had it in me. And it's not something that I take lightly or that I assume is a right of mine. I um, have worked in this industry very hard for a long time. And these the evolution of my career has really been an evolution. I started 
working in administrative work, and then I started selling, and then I started running a showroom, and these pieces have all just gently stacked on one on top of the other for many, many years, and it just kind of led me down this path, and um, and the path just so happens to kind of correlate with these drives I feel internally um, to find success, to f- motivate for the greater good, to really promote what we're doing, not only to us as an industry, but to the public at large. And, you know, I've made some mistakes, surely. I've said some incorrect things. I've probably hurt some feelings along the way. Um, and I and I do feel bad about that. <laughs> That's certainly never my intention. Um, I ha- haven't always been perfect, but I have always tried. And that's what I do. Um, sorry for getting choked up, but that's what I do with this podcast and and everything that I devote all my time to is I'm just trying. I'm just trying to find ways where we as an industry can come together, where we don't operate in these siloed existences where we don't talk to one another. Um, If our industry is going to thrive and succeed, we have to communicate. There has to be a network among all of the players in our industry, and we have to be able to have open and honest discussions about what works for us and what doesn't work for us. And we have to be okay with understanding that perhaps what drives some of this isn't going to be something I like for my business, um, but is something that is necessary for somebody else's business. And that that's okay. We can agree to disagree. We can find common ground, though, where we can all be more successful together. And I think we get there, though, by communicating, by breaking down some of these barriers. And that's what I'm trying to do, is to just find a way to open up some of these discussions, to find a way to say, here's my thoughts on this. What's your take? And maybe you think I'm 100% wrong, and that's fine, but I got you thinking about it, and that's what I want to do. I want to bring some of this more top of mind as opposed to this is the way it's always been done. That's what we will continue to do. I find that mindset gets us into a lot of trouble in many aspects of one's life, not just professionally. I, um, because our industry has always operated in a certain way, I do not believe it always has to operate in that way. I believe there are other ways to grow and find strength and survive and create a really tight-knit community um, of people working towards the entire group's success. Um, not, not the success of a few, but the success of a many. And, and I, and I just fully believe that, you know, if we're committed to it and really put effort into it, that this is possible. So, um, to that end, I did found with a couple like-minded people, the Lighting Showroom Association. It is a nonprofit trade association for the success and empowerment of the independent lighting showroom. That is all we focus on. There are no, there's absolutely zero paid staff of the Lighting Showroom Association. I want to make that very clear. No one gets a paycheck from the LSA. Absolutely no one. All of the funds that we generate and membership dues support programming and developments and 
uh, tools for independent lighting showrooms to use. And we're going to have some great ones coming up this year. And I'm super excited about that. I'm sure I'll be sharing them on the podcast. But it is uh, fully a labor of love. Um, just as this podcast is, I do make, um, right now it's about $90 a month <laughs> from the Patreon supporters of Light Files. There are no sponsors of this podcast, absolutely none, uh, other than individuals who support the Patreon, but there's no manufacturer um, sponsors of the podcast. Um, this was all done intentionally. Um, Patreon supporters are people that, um, again, perhaps don't always agree with me, but agree that there are conversations that need to be had in our industry and they're willing to, you know, put their money where their mouth is <laughs> and support the podcast for $5 a month. And it means just the absolute world to me. It's a very small group. Uh, I was trying to grow it there, would love to grow it. Uh, and do more and better things with this podcast, like get a new logo. I need a new logo like nobody's business. But <laughs> these uh, Patreon supporters are really telling me that it is worth me taking my personal time to do this. And and I appreciate that so much because the 20 to 30 minutes it takes me to record the podcast is actually the shortest part of doing the podcast. <laughs> uh, coming up with the ideas, generating the thoughts, trying to think them through in a way that makes sense and to speak about them in a way that makes sense um, can sometimes be a challenge. Sometimes I get it closer than others. <laughs> uh, and I try not to be too repetitive in my topics, although there are just some things that uh, come up for me and my business all the time. So I think that's why they tend to get on repeat on the podcast. But that's um, but that's it. I don't have any sponsors because I want to be able to say all these things without offending somebody. So <laughs> I took a, a sponsor on for the podcast, um, even though the, the you know editorial and um, you know marketing what how what is. I'm not a journalist. But anyway, anyway the, I understand what how the ads and the editorial are. I understand how those are supposed to be separate. But in reality, um, it can be really difficult if you know that you have um, a sponsor for something. Um, I, it would make me probably double think uh, what my topic is. Uh, and I don't want to have to do that. I want this to be open, honest conversations so that we can really break down these silos in the industry so that we can really take a moment and realize how much we all genuinely, genuinely like one another as people, as business people, as collaborators in the industry, how important we truly are to one another, and to realize that there really are no barriers to us working together and talking more honestly, other than it hasn't really been done before. But it's okay to start doing that now. It's okay for me to go and have a conversation with a manufacturer and for them to say things that I don't like. And that doesn't support my business. And it's also okay for me to say back, that back to them. These are all business decisions that we make. We're all just trying to do our best. And we do not have to agree 100% of the time, but I think we're all better when we are open and honest about our decisions and why we've made them. And perhaps a manufacturer's reasoning for something that I don't like as a showroom is something I can really learn from and try to improve in my business so that no longer becomes an issue for the manufacturer and it no longer is an issue for me. I just believe the more that we talk to one another, the 
better we all become. And that's why I spend 20 to 30 minutes a week recording a podcast and putting it out there for the public to listen to in the hopes that we can all do and be just a little bit better or be a little more inspired to go into our jobs that day and feel good about it and feel like we're really making a difference in the world. Because sometimes, especially those of us who work in showrooms and have to deal with all of the pettiness of consumers, and consumers can be very petty, sometimes you just want to be like, why am I here? <laughs> why are you doing this to me? I am only trying to help you and just make a little bit of money. <laughs> I'm not trying to gouge you, you know, it just can be so draining and exhausting. And um, so as much for me as anybody else, any ways that I can find a little bit of extra motivation or inspiration to get up and do my job every day, Oh my gosh, it can really turn the day around for me. So here I am, uh, probably by accident, <laughs> and I discovered a need in our industry quite literally by accident, and all I have been focused on is trying to find ways to fill that need in a way that makes sense, not only for me personally, but the industry at large, and no, I'm not always perfect about it. Um, you know, people can judge me for whatever you want to judge me on. I'm I'm tough enough. I can take it. Um, I just want us to all do and be better. And if you have ever any doubt, the only thing you need to know about me, Lisa Bartlett, the owner of Pace Lighting, the founder of the Lighting Showroom Association. I love what I do with a passion, and everything I have ever done comes from that passion and my real desire to bring our message to the rest of the world. And is that silly that I want to bring the message of great lighting to the rest of the world? Perhaps it is, but it is one that motivates me. It is powerful for me, and I want these businesses to all thrive and succeed for dozens, tens, thousands, hundreds of years to come. I want manufacturers to exist. I want lighting showrooms to exist. I want sales agents to exist. I want this all to be something that lasts beyond everyone listening to this podcast right now, and that's what motivates me. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. I hope everyone has a wonderful day, and I can't wait to talk to you again next time. Take care.